babies, this is James Mattern. You're listening to the regular season sportscast, baby. I've said baby a lot, but it's good for you. Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. This is Lou E. Coyote, and you're listening to the regular season sportscast. Good morning, Vietnam! The regular season sportscast. Today's best music, C100. Good evening, everybody. I hope you are not as frustrated as I would have been if I was out there in that traffic. 6.45 in the p.m. and we're out there dealing with the traffic and the cold. Temperatures at 43 degrees and I'm seeing here that the barometer is going to drop to under 28 by the time you people get home. Make sure you stay warm and bundled up. Shout out to everybody who's participating in the promotion of Throwback Thursday. That's right, Throwback Thursday. Be the 98th call and you'll be able to get a CD player and a pager. That's right, a CD player and a pager. Give your ears a listening and open up for enjoyment for a new, new individual that's coming out of the sexy salsa camp. His name is Misery and he has something for you NFL fans. I hope you enjoy it. It's going to be hitting up big. Yeah, this song is dedicated. To all you people out there whose teams didn't make the playoffs And for all you people out there is going to be suffering for the next seven months Because there's no football Yeah, y'all, we doing it Misery, 2015 So good, baby, baby So who's your team? The season of 2015 Green Bay wasn't a championship team Cam Newton had the ball Every Sunday scoring touchdowns Even dabbing on y'all The Chiefs hop while the Cowboys flop Manziel be clubbing, letting champagne pop JJ Sachs, but Devin's D was first on the map. Orange Crush attack. Remember Carson Palmer? Through hard, through hard. Went in the playoffs and threw picks for yards. Manning's in the limelight, not the good type. Cues of HGH, the fence up is on their way. Bull winner was not wrong. Rivera members when he used to eat rice and eggs for dinner. Peace to OBJ, Antonio B, and AP. Wilson did his thing, but Cam's MVP. Carolina did the best they could. The Broncos win, get it all, take the rings, it's all good. And if you don't know, now you know. Yeah, y'all, we're doing it for BK, R.I.P. Biggie, Misery's in the building for TRSS, the regular season sportscast, y'all. Let's get it. That iggity, y'all. The regular season sportscast. <laughs> Misery, that's his name, Misery. Yeah, that's exactly what he's going to bring to people's ears once they hear that track. He's going to bring a lot of misery to people. Do me a favor, um, get his contact number because I might want him to do a new intro for the show. Yeah. Yeah, just make sure he... Yeah, don't worry about it. I got something for him. Welcome everybody to another episode of... The regular season sportscast. I am your host, Jay the Red Santi, here to bring to you another week of 
sports news information um heartbreak a, a lot of crushing and mind-boggling events that occurred and possibly some humor i don't know about you but this has just been one topsy-turvy emotional roller coaster of a week we had the highs of the super bowl we had the lows in wrestling and then we had fucking johnny manzel once again, I want to thank you guys for listening to us at RageWorks.net. You can get this show at RageWorks.net as well as on iTunes and Stitcher. If you look up uh, My Take Radio, you could find us and the regular season sportscast will be able for serving. It's delicious. You guys could also check out RageWorks.net for many, many, many other articles dealing with video games, sports, uh, comic books, movies, entertainment, MMA, whatever tickles your fancy. You could also make sure to check us out on our social media sites. You can check us out at Facebook's regular season sportscast, the group page. It's an open page. You guys are welcome to join up. We're almost at 300. Um, once I get at 301, I'm probably just going to probably run naked in the streets and just be able, I don't think anybody wants to see that. Uh, for you guys who participate in the regular season sports as group page, I want to thank you guys. You got guys like Ernesto de la Cruz. You have Louis Maldonado. You have, uh, I have a plethora of guys who will go on there and share sports information. There's, there's a bunch of commentary going back and forth between group members, sharing of opinions, insights, everything, man. You guys have been awesome. You can also check us out on the Instagram page at Regular Season Sports, I'm putting stuff up there daily. That uh, that that website is also that that is growing as well. That that app is is getting getting some hit ups, you know, slowly but surely. Because I'm not doing I'm not doing like for likes. I'm not doing that. I'm not doing follow for follows. That's not me. That's not how I rocks. You could also get us on Twitter at RWJ Santi. RWJ Santi. That's exactly what it is. RWs for RageWorks, y'all. You can get me there. You guys could uh you could be able to retweet, share, and be a part. My man, uh Javon Lewis always hits me up there. Uh good looking out, bro. You uh you're always a great supporter of this show and all other podcasts that we have on the RageWorks umbrella. You could also check out the YouTube page, regular season sports cap, subscribe to that. Every week, uh, I'm, I'm putting together some stuff, um, uh, more music collaborations, uh, getting some intermissions going to be put up there soon. So be a part of that. You guys check that out. And finally, the Snapchat is up and running. Yes, I am actually having a good time with the Snapchat. You know, it's a little bit more personal, but I could care less. Yeah, it's fun. I'm also putting up TRSS stuff. Make sure you guys are, are updated on what's coming down for the next few days when the episodes are coming up as well as maybe get some insight on uh, who's in this TRSS studio so you guys could check that out as well so this week I tell you guys man it was it was it was <laughs> it was one of those weeks as a matter of fact just just to be clear I'm gonna be honest with you this is the second time I'm actually recording this uh, episode yeah I I actually had about a good 45 minutes about 45 47 minutes lockdown of stuff content i had everything up and running then all of a sudden the ill-fated corrupted file of doom happens 
Oh my god. It it just it's just it, it seems to haunt me because now it's happening to me week by week and Oh my god. Yeah, it's just becoming one of those things that it just becoming one He's of those stupid. No, I'm not. It's not my fault. It does it on its own. It, it, the computer just seems to You're think stupid. That, yes, it thinks that I'm stupid. But yes. Fine. So right now I'm actually doing this show again. Uh like I said, halfway through it, I was like, you know what? Fuck this. I don't want to do this anymore. But they said, you know what? Nah, I ain't gonna do that. It's not your guys' fault, not my fault. Computer does some dumb shit. So I'm just gonna make sure to just save, then go again and save again. This is going to be what I'm going to have to do until I get this out there. Also this week, I was happy enough to be a part of a Super Bowl party. Yay! I didn't have to do Super Bowl at my house this year. I do Super Bowl at my house every year. It's it's a tradition. I think I've probably done it maybe about maybe 15 years I've done it. You know, be it I stay home or people come over or whatever. I just I I do it, but this year I was like I'm not I'm not with it. You know I wanted to stay away from the house. Shit going on. I was just like you know what? Let me let me do something else. So we invited to a Super Bowl party, and I must say, kudos kudos to the host and everyone involved. It was a big turnout. It had to be about 25 people in the building, and it was amazing. Beer was a flowing. My liver was being uh, basted and lubricated with. Many many beers, uh, maybe a shot or two of vodka because I you know I can't I can't really indulge like I used to you know I'm getting up in them ages, my heart can't take it. But yeah, the beers were there. Uh, shout out to the chef. I mean, they had like anything from Spanish food to continental. It went everything from acapurrias to meatballs. You know, from it, it was crazy. From arroz con habichuela to uh, Hot wings. It, it was just that type of party. If you guys didn't check it out, uh, if you don't follow me on Snapchat, you can saw some pictures and some videos that I had of it that day. It was a good time. It was it was a lot of sharing. Went in sober, came out drunk. Uh, that's what I do. Shout out to Josie's boy and Uncle Fred for being a part of that, as well as everyone who was involved in that Super Bowl party. And thank you that I didn't have to do any cleanup. Yes, because I mean that's the whole thing. I you know I'm the type of guy that I know how to when I go to somebody's house I know how to be respectable. I know how to keep myself organized because you know Mama raised a good boy. Mama 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 did right by me. So you know I didn't I didn't you don't have to worry about leaving beer bottle rings on on somebody's counter or on their table. It was it was just it was it was a cool night. It was a good thing to deal with. I just, I just, I, I, I just wanted to say that next year, although I did kind of miss it, I'm not gonna miss it again. I, I don't, I don't know if I'm gonna, if I'm gonna bring Super Bowl back to my house next year, but we'll see. So, with that being said, let's give the rundown of what goes on for this week's episode. So, I guess you guys know we're heavy NFL this week because I had to do the Super Bowl review. I know you guys are probably beaten down and downtrodden about hearing everybody else's take on what it does, but you didn't hear mine, and mine might be slightly different than what everybody else was thinking, but you'll see on that how that's going to go. Speaking of football, we're also going to be talking Johnny Manziel because Johnny Manziel doesn't seem like he loves football anymore. So we'll talk about that. Cam's MVP, we're going to run down his numbers and check out what he did. 
We also got a uh, <laughs> Derek Fisher was fired from the Knicks. <gasps> oh my God! Another coach is getting the axe. Was it well deserved or long time coming? And finally, uh, another football story: Lashawn McCoy in Philly. And not for a good reason. He didn't go back to Philly to play for the Eagles. This time, <laughs> some shit went down. Don't go to the club with McCoy. My son will turn up. So check that out. All right. You guys, I, I, I hope you guys are ready. You sit it up because this week is going to be me and you guys going head to head. So check it out. This week's rants. Alright, so for this week's rant, it's more like a, I wouldn't say it's a rant, it's just more about a thought and some opinions that I have about uh, this, 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 this problem that's happening with players that are coming out of the NFL and other areas of sports that uh, it, it seems to, to, to be growing in the past few years or so. And what I'm talking about is CTE. Now, you got to give me a you got to you know, give me a moment because I'm not even gonna try to murder what the hell how to pronounce these words. But uh, it's CTE stands for for you guys who don't know CTE stands for uh, chronic traumatic encephalopathy. Yeah, I'd rather let my phone do it. A chronic tra- uh, traumatic. Say it again. Encephalopathy. There you go. Because I'm not gonna murder that shit in Yeah, whatever. So uh, it seems as though that a lot of, uh, especially many players who are coming out of the NFL, seem to be suffering from CTE. And if you guys, for you guys who don't know, CTE is a damaging of the brain due to a high volume of concussions and other areas in which the brain would not be able to function properly as for uh, as a Wikipedia has it uh, is a progressive degenerative disease found in people who have suffered a severe blow to the head uh, the disease was previously called dementia polygogistica I guess or punch, punch drunk but now it's becoming more ever growing because we're getting a lot of players who are becoming more and more affected by it. And a lot of the diagnosis are coming in seems to be related to the full contact. We're also seeing this in other sports such as uh, hockey, wrestling, boxing. You know, athletes are coming in and starting to get symptoms. Some symptoms may be. Uh, major depressive, manic depressive, thoughts of suicide, uh, aggressiveness, uh, withdrawn from society. It's it's a lot of it's a it's a lot of things that's coming into play. I recently watched uh, the Dan Patrick show before the Super Bowl, and uh, Jim McMahon, the former quarterback for the Chicago Bears, was speaking on how he was suffering from uh, major depressive disorder. And even had periods in which that he wouldn't leave his bedroom. It was moments in which that he would lie in his bed. I believe one time he said for it was like six months and wouldn't want to do anything, wouldn't want to go outside, nothing. And his wife would come into the room and, and ask him, Are we going out today? Are you going to go outside today? And he would say, Do I have anything scheduled? And she would say, No. He goes, No, I'm staying in bed. 
and it's 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 sad it's crazy but this is this is something that's going to be ever growing and now there's going to be committees and certain certain policies and rulings that are being in place to help protect athletes uh, during their careers as well as after now after I can I can understand because this is probably something in which many of us relate to who work in a hazardous environment and work where we can get someone kind of an insurance or coverage for that or a hazard pay but uh, I don't I, I find it I find it difficult to believe that you can actually put some type of rulings of safety measures excuse me safety measures in these in these um in these sports to help protect these players for example i don't see us changing the nfl unless you're going to take away the helmets the shoulder pads and the other piece of equipment because you know if many of you guys don't don't know the equipment actually hurts more than anything else. You can actually hurt yourself with the equipment. You know, it, it, even your own equipment while you're wearing it could help you. Uh, if some of you don't know, I used to I used to toil around with organized football, and I played somewhat some some semi-pro, and I used to love playing you know fullback, halfback, and tight end position on offense. So I I was once told by a coach during practice, you know, I'm going to need you to line up on a tight end position and I'm going to need you to run a post. Problem, coach. Line up, ready to move out. When I'm out with the post, coach reminded me to make sure, keep an eye on the rushing uh, linebacker coming on the weak side. And if I could, throw him off balance. You know, give him a shove while I'm about to hit the post. No problem. Now I'm for for my age at that time I was short in stature to play tight end was weird but you know I, I enjoyed it so when I went to hit the post I went to throw my forearm into the 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 incoming linebacker but like I said me being short I wasn't really in a proper angle to at least put the force in so rather than get my forearm or hand to throw him off balance on the shoulder or on his chest I my forearm got hit by his helmet. And when I tell you that that shit fucking hurt, it was re- I, that shit stung for about a fucking week. Oh hell no! Oh, oh hell yeah, that shit fucking stung. For I had like a I had a bruise up and down my forearm for a goddamn week. That shit was ridiculous. But these are certain things that you have to understand when you're coming into certain sports. There's gonna be injuries. You're going to get hurt. It, nobody goes into a sport such as football not thinking that you know they're not. There's not gonna be any severe or major injuries coming your way. You know, you're not gonna be green as your neighbor's grass, not knowing that. For example, let's take everyday work situations. I work in mental health. I work in psychiatry. I'm on that front line in psych units. I'm there when a crisis breaks down. That's my job. Patients aren't happy with what's going on. Patients being uh, a bit erratic. Patient is, is, is out of control. Maybe he's having issues with staff or other patients. I'm the one that comes in and I have to de-escalate the crisis. Sometimes patients are not going to want to see me and not want to hear me say, well, Mr. Smith, I understand you're upset, but we're going to need you to quiet down and calm down at the moment. So what we're doing is we're preparing your medication so when you, when when once it comes, you're gonna take this injection, and it's gonna help relieve 
your 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 issues, anything that's bothering you, and hope to calm you down. No, they're not gonna want to hear that shit. No, they're gonna be ready to go upside somebody's fucking head. B- believe me, it's happened before, and believe me, my time is coming. But I know that because that's part of the job. I know that's going to happen. I don't want it to happen, but it's going to happen. It's inevitable. Same thing in football and sports. You're going to get hurt. This is going to happen. I don't understand how people believe that if we try to make it softer, it's going to make it better. You know how you're going to make football you know, softer? Take the equipment away and just make it flag football. That's it. It'll be the NFFL, the National Flag Football League. That's what you're going to do. Hell, let's do it with hockey. So let's not play hockey on ice. Let's do it on grass or on a sponge and have the guys hit a, I don't know, a sponge fucking puck. And don't even give them sticks. Give them fucking long, silly balloons. You know, this is what we're talking about here. And then you also got to think about other areas of sports, such as in wrestling, pro wrestling. You know, and and I'll talk about this in Turnbuckle Tabloid, where you know we have some uh, instances where our, our, our wrestlers are getting hurt, and many of them are coming from concussions and stuff. And we really need to start to recognize that it's not always about. You know the body slams and the 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 high flying moves in which wrestlers get hurt. It's more about the bumps that you're taking. You know Daniel Bryan, who just recently retired, said when he began wrestling, he was 18 years old. His first six months in, he had three concussions, but he knew that this was part of the business, and he continued. Uh, he went 16 years and continuously was having concussion issues and, and such. So, you know, this is not something that these athletes don't know that they're getting into. My thing is, uh, we need to start preparing them for the future because what happens is, knowing that they're going into this line of work, you know, they, they know that their careers are going to be shortened or helped. Their lives are going to be shortened, but they're still going to take that risk anyway. Let me give you. Let me give you an example. Let's say, let's say you are a stud coming out of high school. You're, you know, one of the, the top blue chippers who are coming out of of whatever said high school, and um, you you're getting thirteen, fourteen letters a month from colleges that want you, and I come knocking on your door and I'm foretelling your future and I'm letting you know because I see your future. And I tell you, you're going to come out of college and you are going to be giving $30 million a year to play football. And your career is going to last about 10 years. $30 million. But this is not even counting uh, advertising and sponsorships and stuff like that. No. This is just straight contract for 10 years, $30 million. But with that, you're going to get 15 years of your life knocked out. Done. It's going to be off. 15 years of your life will be taken off. So if you're expected to live to 80, you're going to die at 65. 
How many people are going to deny that? Honestly, who would deny that? Who wouldn't deny not giving your family a bright future of of wealth and the ability to be stable for possibly generations to come? I, I wouldn't. And I and I fear death. I don't I don't want to fucking die. Hell no. If I can fucking go in a hyperbolic chamber and, and Walt Disney my shit, I'm gonna happen. Just take my fucking eyeballs, my brain, and my heart, put it somewhere, and put me back on somebody else. Fuck it. Get put, put me in a fucking robot. Maybe Mega Man or some shit. But if I knew that I was gonna play football for at least ten years, make thirty million dollars each year, and be able to make my family. It, Comfortable for the rest of their lives I would take that chance Hell yeah This is something that they know going in So Just like that police officer Who puts on their badge Puts on their, their walkie talkie And puts their gun And holster it on their side They know at that moment At any time they're walking out the door of their house They might not come back They know that's the hazard They know that's what can occur this could be said for football players, boxers, wrestlers, anyone who is involved in these sports. So for that NASCAR driver who's going around a fucking track at over 200 miles per hour, his ass know that any moment he can hit that wall and become bloody graffiti. <laughs> Bet that. Say they call me too main, the ebony lover. I validate the theory when I'm under the cover. Useless workings, meddling diamond rings. Football. I figured that uh, I would play the closing credits of the 1985 movie Wildcats with Goldie Hawn, Wesley Snipes, and Woody Harrelson because I guess because the NFL season is over. I might as well play a closing of a football movie. What a what a fucking reference that is. I'm awesome. So with the Super Bowl coming to an end, and so is the NFL season. I must tell you, Super Bowl Fifty was quite entertaining, especially for me, seeing as though that I picked Carolina to win by a blowout, and that didn't occur. Oh no, yeah, that didn't occur. Seems as though uh, you give Denver's defense two weeks and they'll shut a motherfucker down. Oh, my God. Sure enough, they did. They will shut a motherfucker down. And kudos to Vaughn Miller and Ware and you guys out there. You guys did an awesome job. But the real person who should have got the MVP was motherfucking uh, Wade. Obama. No, not Obama. It was Wade Phillips. He did an amazing job play calling on defense. He he put the playbook out there He put his uh, shitty draws And probably like All his fucking Keys and, and iPhones All in one pot and said fuck it We throwing everything out there cause we gonna win this shit He was amazing Cam was flustered Didn't have any idea what the fuck was going on He was getting I mean he couldn't even roll out They were coming at his throwing side It, it, it was it was, it was, It was a spectacle and I, I've never seen a man so flustered like that The other thing was I don't know who the hell Was making these play calls I On, on the Panthers side It was just These draw plays looked like I've seen college games that had better draw plays Than that shit It was terrible It looked it looked like they were like 
out of sync. Now, everybody wants to throw into the air, conspiracy, Cam won the MVP, so they weren't going to let him win the Super Bowl. Okay, let me, let me, let me, let me break down something for you. For you guys who all thought, well, they wanted Peyton to win so he can go out and be, you know, he could go out on top. Peyton threw like shit. He had the worst quarterback rating of any Super Bowl quarterback in the history of Super Bowls. Out of 50 fucking Super Bowls, he had the worst quarterback rating. I think his shit was like under 15 or some shit like that. It was terrible. And you would think he would want to go out like that. You think the NFL wants him to go. That's preposterous. Secondly, what better more would it be, especially at a time right now where everybody's sitting there saying, well, you know, you know, race is a big issue right now. And everybody has this Black Lives Matter and all its stuff. So, you know, why don't we put the black quarterback over just to make people think everything's cool with us and black people? Wink, wink. Let's call a spade a spade, pun intended. They played like shit. Carolina couldn't fucking catch a ball that camp through. Camp looked out of sync. Once he got in sync, none of the receivers could catch a ball. It looked like they had fucking... Like, like stone oven mitts on they really couldn't get a grasp of what they were holding on to uh mind you some officiating earlier was a little iffy but that's part of the game anyway because at least you get an idea of how the referees are going to call a game that's part of every sport you play you know they're not going to give us this they're going to give us that then you know what you need to start learning how to make adjustments because that's what's part of the game and carolina never did still in the second quarter deep in the second quarter you you calling draw plays that's not happening you're going up the middle. Stewart is going up the middle and is getting flustered and, and crushed by everyone that's there. Denver played a hell of a lot of defense, and it was amazing. Good job to them. Kudos to them. It was it was great. One thing I could say was, oh, by the way, since we were talking about Cam and his MVP, let's 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 give a rundown of what his MVP season looked like. He he started and played in all sixteen games. That's crazy. That's that's that's, that's a feat for quarterbacks himself. His uh. His passing percentage was 59.6. He threw for 3,837 yards with 35 touchdowns and only 10 interceptions. The quarterback rating of 99.4. That's fucking amazing. But wait, there's more. He rushed for 666 yards, 636 yards, excuse me, which was an average of 4.8 yards per carry with 10 touchdowns. So altogether, this man had for himself 45 touchdowns. Come on. I mean, MVP worthy. Everybody was questioning, oh, they're going to jerk him. He's not going to get that. It was was bound to happen. But on this day, come on. The defense was too too much. And mind you, it was both hand in hand because even the Panthers' defense tried to keep them in the game. But once again, the, the the receivers Olsen, he couldn't throw the Olsen. It wasn't happening, and everybody else that he felt that he got he could he could at least make a bit, uh, play to. Like I said either he was overthrowing or they couldn't hold on to the ball. Point. It's just plain and simple. By the way, was it me or did the first quarter seem like it lasted over three hours? It sounded like it felt like the left of the whole fucking Super Bowl. It just seemed like they just kept throwing commercials at any given time. The first quarter, which is. Supposed to be a 15 minute quarter Almost lasted like an hour I think Super Bowl kick off at you know 6.30 The game didn't finish until after 11 I remember last year I don't I think 
think Super Bowl finished at about like ten fifteen. I I that's what I I don't know. I they just they, I, it's frustrating because it it's become such a fucking cash cow machine with and trying to put advertising and money and all which which will lead me to this whole halftime shit. You know you need to get off the bullshit when it comes to the whole Illuminati and the, the, the message that's hiddenly placed there and they're talking about black power and gay rights and all that. You know, celebrities don't need to do the Super Bowl anymore. Stop it. No more celebrities. This is what needs to happen. Let's go back to the early days of 1968, 1969 when the Super Bowl first started and it was all fine and dandy. And let's get it to where like the, the horses and the marching bands would would go across the field, and and kids were tap dancing while while uh, while magicians were making balloons disappear out of fucking donkeys' asses. Let's go to that. Let's go back to that day. Let's go back to where the horses were marching across during halftime, and it was shit. And it was guys that were coming in, and they were cleaning up after the horses' shit, so that uh, uh, Vince Lombardi doesn't come on the field and trip and bust his ass while he's going. As a matter of fact, fuck it. Let's not even clean up anymore. Let's leave it as an obstacle. Let fucking uh, let Peyton Manning go in there and have to avoid getting sacked because a, a mountain high fucking pile of shit is there, or or or, or, or let. Or let uh, 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 Jericho Cotry fall in a, in a fucking steaming pile of horse shit Because he played like it anyway I mean, seriously Let's go back to that day Because you know why? Because now, now everything is being centralized And, and being focused on what's happening on, at, uh, during halftime And in reality, it, it, it's nothing It's just fucking music I mean, sure. If you want to sit there and say, "Well, you know, Beyonce made a statement by doing this," you know what? If you got to make a statement during the Super Bowl, then then, then you need another a fucking platform. Because to me, guys are not watching. The guys are the guys who are the ones who watch Super Bowl during that time. Most of the guys were doing like me. They were outside having a couple of beers, or they were at the fucking at a table eating food. Or, or, or talking shit about who's the better fucking team right now Because nobody really No man is sitting there watching that shit Nobody cares Then the other portion is like Go away from there And don't give the NFL the money Or don't give them the advertisement Don't give them nothing You know what Go do a halftime somewhere else Do like WWE used to do Like the WWE used to have their own halftime And they'll have The Rock versus Mankind In an empty fucking arena match Or some shit like that Celebrities, you know, Beyonce, Bruno Mars, uh, fucking Coldplay, whoever the fuck you are. go to another channel, go to uh, go go to the internet, go to YouTube, go there and do a halftime show there, thirty minutes there, hard body, right there, boom, and give that time to some put sponsors there, do whatever, do whatever you're gonna do there. Don't give it to the NFL no more, because they they'll, they'll sit there and scrutinize the whole shit and, and lambast you for what you are. When you're actually doing them the fucking favor Squash Ugh. Also for you people who are giving Cam Newton shit for Oh he He, he didn't want to He didn't want to win He was not he, 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 he gave up during the game Gave up Give me Give me a moment to start thinking about this Fucking guy Threw A hell of a fucking season here You heard the numbers I, gave, I just gave you He had a hell of a fucking season 
And you're still going to give him shit because, oh, he didn't want to win because he didn't dive on a fumble. Are, are you... He didn't dive on a fumble. This guy was doing... He's lucky that he wasn't even throwing the ball and trying to catch it himself, which is an illegal play. But still, he was freaking, at least he would have tried because he didn't dive on a fumble. This guy has to invest on his future. He knew... I'm just saying for me, because it would have been me. I knew that my team is not in this shit. They're not fucking playing. They don't know what the fuck they're doing. Play calling is terrible. This is horrible. I'm not going to sit there and, and throw myself knowing that, A, I'm not going to get it, and B... Eight other fucking monsters is there that could probably damage and hurt my career in the future. It'd have been great. Cam had a fantastic season, wins MVP, and is injured for the rest of his fucking career because he fucking went and dived on a, on a fucking stupid fumble. Really? And then the post game after their loss, he he was feeling a way about you know being at a press conference and he walked off and. Look, I get it. You're supposed to be a professional and, you know, you're supposed to act like you've been there before and this is, you know, yeah, you have to be, you know, humble and accountable for your actions. But at the end of the day, you just lost the Super Bowl. You were supposed to win. Everybody had it. It was a sure odds that you were going to win. You felt you were going to win. You was ready to dab the fuck out of everything. You're going to go in the stands and dab on a fucking popcorn vendor, whatever. But you lost. And it's like he said, I'm a sore loser. And anybody who isn't sore when they lose is not a winner. Totally get that. I understand it. And I'm not mad that he was. Look, do you think you want to sit there and hear the same fucking questions over and over again while you're there? So, Cam, uh, what do you think went wrong uh, during the Super Bowl? Hey, Cam, what happened during the second quarter? Hey, Cam, uh, what color Gatorade were you drinking? Like, who who wants to hear that shit? I'll give you the minutes that you need and I'm out. Peace. Deuces. But one thing I can say about him is that at least he loves the game. You could tell that he loves the game. You can say whatever the hell you want about, oh, I think he's fake because, you know, I think he, oh, this is PR shit and him doing stuff for the kids and all that stuff. Whatever you can say. For what he's done, you know, for the past few years and, you know, the reputation that he has and to now to try to do what he can on and off the field, more power to him. Let's talk about Manziel now, Mr. Johnny Football himself. I like the guy. I actually wanted. I actually was rooting for this kid to do well, but apparently he's not rooting for himself to do well because Johnny Manziel doesn't seem to love football. He likes what comes with football. He likes the bitches, likes the women. He likes the the the, the cars. He likes you know going out, popping the bottles, listening to Future and Fetty Wap when you're in the club, wilding. That he likes. But football itself, mm, maybe not so much. You got to understand, this guy comes from, you know, a, 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 a middle class, upper class type of background. And football was just something he did. He can do it. He, he, he was talented enough to do it. But now he's in, a, in another area in which, like, you know, I, I, I like to bang my head and listen to some, uh, some, 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 some Kanye while uh, some some chick is trying to give me top in the VIP room. Like this, that's what it is. But it sucks because there's people who have invested in him to do something about it, and the kid is talented if he would focus. And it's sad. And now 
You know, he's getting DUIs and possibly domestic violence issues and who to say what's going on with this girlfriend because she looks like she's, you know, maybe the bad influence or he may be the bad, who knows. But the one thing is for sure is that he is not focused on football. That's not, that's not, it's not, it doesn't seem to be his highest priority. Speaking of NFL players in the club, your man LaShawn McCoy gets a club turned up. TMZ has it reported that an incident occurred with LaShawn McCoy and a friend of his at a Philadelphia club in which an incident occurred where uh, something occurred with a, with a champagne bottle and stuff being purchased and uh, it seems like there was seemed like a, a miscommunication or misinterpretation and then blam, blam, boom, blam, fists were flying and motherfuckers was getting their ass toe up. Here's the funny thing though. I watched the video on TMZ. I don't know if it's Philly. I don't know if it's just a club scene. Maybe I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm a little bit, I'm a little bit up there in age. You know, I'm not gonna, you know, put my, my full age out there, but you know, I'm, I'm, I'm of the era of my eighties and my nineties. When a fight broke out, everybody spread the fuck out when I went clubbing or I was at a lounge or I was at some house party. Fight broke out, everybody spread the fuck out and went their different ways because you didn't know whether the gun was going to start to come off or something. In this video, motherfuckers party like there was no tomorrow. They were swinging off and people were still dubbing and all that shit, grinding ass and everything. Like I said, I don't know if it's Philly or if it's fuck. I don't know what the fuck it is, but more power to you, dudes. I, <laughs> that's crazy. Man, we talking sports and shit. In other news and sports, I have uh, another coach has met the guillotine. That's right, friends. It's finally come down. The Knicks have fired Derek Fisher. Yes, Mr. Fisher, you're gone. Phil Jackson actually came to grips with the fact that the Knicks did not seem to be coming around in its winning reigns. Although they show some glimpse of, of promise, they did not, does not seem that they'll be making any strides into uh, making a, a playoff push under Derek Fisher's uh, uh, leadership. Plus, with you know, the, the whole Matt Barnes incident overshadowing this. Yeah, this whole season It didn't seem as though that he was going to hang on for too long I'm actually surprised that he actually Stood for this long I thought he would have been fired like last year After that treacherous season But They hung on with him for a little bit longer And so far uh, They're in They're in a, They're, they're in the, the market for another head coach I myself would like to see Mark Jackson in that spot Been wanting to see him there for Some time now But as the Knicks will do You'll find out that they'll pick up Some fucking coach that nobody Heard of or nobody will like And People will sit there and say Oh that's my Knicks Knicks tape Whatever Man we talking Sports and shit So uh, finally, I just want to tell you guys that uh, just a heads up for so you guys don't know. Uh, All Star Weekend is coming up. Uh, with that, also Valentine's Day is coming up. So get your loved one what she wants or he wants. Give them a basketball. No, that shit. <laughs> Stupid. No, uh, 
you, you have the All Star Weekend coming up. You have uh, the, the the slam dunk contest, three point shootout. You have the 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 skills challenge. You have the the rookie the rookie uh, sophomore game. You have the celebrity game, and all that shit goes down. I just want to to be. I just want to see the game. All that other stuff is just. I, it's gone passe. It's gone a little bit. The people you want to see in a slam dunk contest are not going to be in a slam dunk contest. People in a three point shootout, you're like, yeah, it's cool, but I, you know, I, it just seems a little bit more drawn out than it should be. The skills challenge is cool, but nothing that really captures my attention. The celebrity game is funny though. I can't lie though. That, that shit is hilarious. And then when you get to the all star game. They just changed up the whole format. The question is now, does Kobe go ham or uh, does, does does anybody allow him to do they allow him to score? I don't I don't that that'll be the only thing for me. Does I, I, I show me a big man on the floor? I don't think there's any. They're running up and down the court. I, like it, it's it's gonna be fun to watch, but I'm I, I'll, I'm not really invested in it. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Are you ready for the new way of loving and listening to music that you've probably heard of before, but never heard it quite like this? But get ready because with Valentine's Day approaching, you'll be wanting to listen to music sung by your friend and ours, Leticia. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Coming to you on iTunes and on any bootleg corner store. You can get Letty's love songs. Letty brings you songs from the 90s and the new millennium. Songs such as Forever Letty. Forever Letty, yeah. I am your dream. I'm holding you close and keeping you warm Cause I am lady Okay I'll roll blunts for you If you want me to And I'll roll them tight Baby, smoke through the night I'll roll blunts for you When you want me to And I will perfect Other classics such as We don't even talk anymore Fuck you bitch We don't even know what we argue about Don't even say I love you no more Fuck you bitch Baby how we feel is no longer alive Stupid You're my Medicaid card, you took all the food stamps that I got with it, you went and took all the stuff where I got my cigarettes, motherfucker, I can't even smoke the other day because you took all my Lucy's and everything, you motherfucker, get the fuck out of my house. Now Leticia also brings to you more contemporary songs, songs you may know, such as... If I got locked away, boosting clothes at Macy's, Honestly, would you have bail for me? Just ah, go let me, go let me. Ah, ah, fuck this. I didn't even sing. This is my fucking song.
gone. Pass my 40, cause I'm a jam to this shit. Go, go. That's my boo right there. That's Chris Brown. Hey, baby. Hi, my boy, Letty loves you. Letty brings you everything in this all collective CD. You can also download it on iTunes. And, once again, be in love again. Wait, sorry. No, Letty, please put that knife down, please. You don't have to. Give me the mic. Listen, I'll do my own fucking commercial, okay? Listen, you better fucking get this, alright? This fucking album is the shit. I'm telling you right now, I got like 14 tracks, blazing shit. I got fucking rapper life on there. I got misery. It's gonna be crazy. I'm telling you, I got seven kids, no baby fathers. I gotta feed them. They all want Xbox 12s, and they all wanna get Jordans, all the fly shit, because I only wear Jordans. They don't get shit, alright? So you can get it on iTunes. You can get it at RageWorks.net. And if you want, I'll come to your crib and I'll sell you the bootleg hooked up, alright? Y'all better get my shit for real, world up. I'm not playing with y'all. I'll cut you fucking deep. Letty loves you and have a happy Valentine's Day, okay? Stop crying like a bitch, I ain't cut you that deep. This commercial was brought to you by the regular season sportscast. Extra, extra, read all about it. Take a gander at Turbuckle Tabloid. Ugh. I can't believe we actually aired that Let These Love Songs commercial. Well, we're going to have to because somebody's going to have to get her bail money for stabbing that announcer. Don't worry, he's fine. He's coming out next week from the hospital. He was in intensive care for about a day or two. He'll be all right. He'll bounce back. So, this week's Turnbuckle Tabloid, uh, of course, many of us are saddened by the news in which we heard this past week. Yeah, I know. I, too, felt it. And uh, I, I, I was shook up when I first heard it. And then when I finally saw it, I, I, I just I went from being selfish to actually feeling relieved that it happened. Yeah, the Dudley boys finally turned healed again. And what? Wait, what happened? Danny Bryan. Oh, yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. Sorry about that. Yeah. I like the Dudley boys as heel anyway. So yes, this week we were we all got the news via social media in which Daniel Bryan announced he was retiring due to medical conditions and such, which we come to find out that it came from you know concussions and such. I'm I, to be honest with you, like I first thought it was, I thought it was a work. I really wanted it to be a work because it, it would have been like the perfect time to start it up and do it. But then when it started, you know, taking, taking, uh, taking a role in which all media sites started picking it up, you know, went from TMZ, Rolling Stones, uh, Sports Illustrated, then the whole ESPN picking it up and stuff. I was like, oh, fuck, this is going to be the real deal shit. The selfish side of me being a fan is that you didn't want to see it go. You didn't really want to see the, the the Daniel Bryan run end, but the fan of me of wrestling who's known Daniel Bryan for some time, yeah, because we used to hang out and drink forties and shit. No, like I've I've known of him for some time, being you know, a fan of wrestling, watching him in Ring of Honor, knowing of his stuff in in Japan and all that. Uh, I knew that I was able to have that moment of being, you know. Uh, of having Daniel Bryan for 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 a longer period of time than and others might not have, 
because many many wrestling fans or like I always say not wrestling fans fucking WWE fans you you guys only had them for a short period of time I was one that was so fucking excited when they picked him up he was going to NXT uh I thought it was retarded that they put him with Miz but okay whatever uh, of course the natural choice would have been Regal and then um they got into the whole debauchery thing when the NX the, the 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 Nexus took over and he was seen choking out Cena with the tie and all this shit and then he was the one that got fired. It it it, it you you had a ride with him for that time, but I remember him being uh Brian Danielson and having these epic, epic fucking wars with Nigel McGuinness and you know, going to Japan. I mean, it's crazy. If you guys haven't seen it YouTube the hell Out of anything that's Daniel Bryan Or Brian Danielson It's 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 The, the moveset that you guys have seen In WWE Nowhere compare That's like only that's only about like Maybe like a smidge like 15% of what he What he was able to do uh, In other promotions it, it's, it's astounding Guy's a classic classic technician he had five star matches. It's it's phenomenal the career he had, and like I said, selfish as I, I as I was, I was like I didn't want to see it go, but I knew that once he discussed the whole uh, concussion issue, how he was suffering from it for the longest, and he he was hiding it, he disclosed it. It 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 became a thing to where. You had to let go as a wrestling fan. You knew that it, it was just going to be one of those things that it's like Edge. 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 When Edge had to retire, it was like, ugh, <sighs> so soon. You know, a lot of people were talking about, well, you know, it's not like he died or anything. But you know what? It's the end of a career, and that is it is death. Your, your your career is done. I mean, you might be able to do other things, but it's not pretty much the same. I mean, Daniel was. Uh, uh, full Impact Pro Champion. Uh, it's, it's he had a, a lot of Memphis championships. He had a string of them. NWA Mid South Junior Heavyweight Champion in New Japan. He was an IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Champ. Uh, it's funny because he was with Curry Man. With that, it's hilarious. Uh, Pro Wrestling Gorilla. He was a two-time World Heavyweight Champ. Uh, Pro Wrestling Illustrated had him for Match of the Year versus Cena Summer uh, SummerSlam. They had him as most popular 2013. Uh, Meltzer is now, Dave Meltzer is now going to honor the most technical wrestler of the year. They're going to call it the Brian Danielson. The guy won that shit like eight years in a row. And Pro Wrestling Noah, he was a G, the GHC junior heavyweight champion. Ring of Honor, the pure champion one time. The world champ one time. Survival of the fittest for 2004. It's amazing. Like, he had a long, long career and you guys forget that although he he didn't have such a long career at WWE the guy ended up becoming a Grand Slam champion yeah didn't seem like that so he's won money in the bank he's a, I mean he's a triple crown he's a grand champion it's it's crazy he's he had a he had a career man he had a, a it's something in which that you guys uh, uh, really need to to look at his older stuff to appreciate what he's done. And to be honest, I, I think WWE kind of crippled him 
with the the scheduling and stuff and the 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 usage of him as a character and mind you this is coming from a guy who people thought did not have a personality everybody thought that oh he he doesn't seem good on the mic he rarely spoke he didn't really do much but as soon as the human element of him came out everybody fucking loved him they all gravitated to him he was that fucking guy because he was the everyday guy he was mr mr you know common man long beard long hair short in stature he he was he was that guy we wanted to see him succeed and and when he had his wrestlemania moment you can tell that he he made it for him for him knowing that he was able to go through all those obstacles fighting in armories uh in front of like 20 people at a at a local gym to being in front of a, a big stage like that and this is a guy who doesn't he's not he, he's not one of those guys who enjoys being in front of people and, and being the, the spotlight he just loved to wrestle and when he had that moment on monday night raw and he was himself and he, he he's the way he spoke and we we heard him his passion for the business and his passion for us it was hair standing it brought chills and it, it, it almost brought a tear to an eye because like I said it reminded me of when Edge had to do it and uh, it, it's sad but it, it, I, I could appreciate the fact that we had Daniel Bryan Bryan Danielson the American Dragon as a wrestler for our time so we can only hope that he does well in his in, in his future you know, man, with his family and such and we hope that the man himself could continue to Make waves and wrestling somehow, some way. And then we had the after the whole speech and thank you Daniel Bryan and the yes chants and all when everyone came out everyone applauded everybody threw their fingers in the air and said yes 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 then we had the incident that occurred seems as though Titus O'Neil who was present on the stage and after Daniel Bryan was given a hug by the man himself Vince McMahon Titus O'Neil seemed to uh, slide into the, the 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 little emotional celebration that was occurring and proceeded to wanted to play along with Vince and grab him by his arm as to pull him in for a hug and Vince was none too pleased of this the 70 year old codger if you don't know what a codger is look it up seemed as though that he was not pleased and took this as an insubordinate act and suspended him for 90 days which was then reduced to 60 days which means that he won't be at Wrestlemania 
Who knows if he was going to be booked anyway, but let me explain something to you. If I'm at work and so happens a supervisor of mine or even hell, even the fucking president of my fucking hospital, the, the COO, whoever the fuck is doing a celebration or a ceremony and such. And it so happens that my dumbass, which I would probably do anyway, because I'm a, I'm a dickhead like that anyway, wants to grab him and pull him in for a hug. Uh, I don't think I would get a 90 day suspension. I don't even think I would get a 60 day suspension. I don't even think I would get a seven day suspension. First of all, I'm in a union, so I don't, I don't give a fuck. But other than that, but honestly, I don't think I would get it. I think I would just probably get, if anything, a verbal warning and proceed to do my work. Who the fuck gets a, a 90 day, then reduced 60 day suspension for an act that way? That's, that's preposterous. That's ridiculous. And, and bear in mind, the shit that Titus O'Neil does, not only for WWE, but outside of WWE to represent the company, but that he doesn't have to? You gotta, you gotta be fucked. You gotta be kidding me. Really? I mean, and then everybody's sitting here talking about it's a race thing and such. You know what? Being that it's Black History Month and such, you know what? I can't, I can't say that there might be some kind of weight to that because, like, let, 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 first of all, let me just say this: Vince McMahon wants to be black so bad. He's always wanted to be black. You know, he's 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 always trying to keep like black people close to him. Our truth is like one of his closest friends and shit like that. So you know. He, he wants to be hip and stuff But he don't He doesn't want to have Any representation out there as black That's just one thing that's forbidden Hey Vince I heard uh, R-Truth is a good friend of yours Oh yes yes Truth and I have been We've gone back for years uh, that's, look, uh, look at Mark Henry Mark Henry is still part of the company Because he's such a, a, a dominating figure That represents the black culture As well as uh, a, a rep- representation of, 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 of what uh, success is uh, Why do you think we called him The silver black gorilla Wait Vince that's kind of racist Wait, What That's racist No no way that's racist Yeah yeah calling a black guy a silver Silver black gorilla is racist uh, it's Preposterous No there's no need no, no. Next question next question I wasn't asking questions, but anyway, Vince, um, why is it that there's never been any black world WWE champions? Like, why is it? Why? Why has that happened? But what, what do you mean? WWE champion has never been black. What are you talking about? Look at The Rock. The Rock is not black. He's 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 more caramel than anything. He's not black. No, no. The Rock was representing the, the black culture. That's what. That's what. That's what he did. No, he wasn't. And stop that. You, you sound ridiculous. You've had so many guys on that line. You gave Ezekiel Jackson and you gave Bobby Lashley one of the shittiest belts you've ever had ever in the history because that ECW belt was terrible. But but they were still champions. Yeah, okay, fine. It's not the top champion. And to be honest, Titus O'Neil's a guy who actually has the fit, the look, the build, and the persona. To actually be a representation for your company, he's a good representative. Well, you know, Titus tried to get, tried to hug me uh, uh, during the Daniel Bryan celebration. You're a douche, Vince. 
let's just let's call a spade a spade. You're a fucking douche. You could have gave the belt to Booker T. You could have given the belt to. You could have given any belt to Junkyard Dog. Let's Junkyard Dog was humongous in Mid South and in other promotions. He it was astounding what he was anywhere else. But in WWE, you made him a fucking joke. I don't. I don't think so. I I think Junkyard Dog was whatever Vince. Squash yourself, fucking douche. So in any case, Titus O'Neil will be out for 60 days as of now. Social media is trying to do their best to get him back with the Save Titus uh, hashtag. Uh, I don't know. I, I just think it's so fucking dumb. It's so stupid. Vince Vince is a fucking old, uh, bewildered surly old man who needs to fucking hang it up and let the young people take over the fucking company that's just my opinion and finally uh we have an injury update on finn balor uh it seems as though that his recovery seems to be going quicker than than they expected although he's still on crutches uh, from an ankle injury he uh, uh, he had at an event and uh he had received an event over the weekend Seems as though everything is going his prognosis is going faster than usual. So he will be able to not only would he make the the, the NXT Dallas uh date for there for, for that said show, for that said card, but he might be uh, he'll be back sooner than that. So uh that's good news for him. Hopefully, you know, we, we don't see him getting injured anytime soon because there's a lot going on when it comes to him. Enzo Amore and Colin Cassidy got a call. It's not a full call up yet. With Carmella, doesn't seem to have a full call up yet because they just they performed a dark match on SmackDown, which they said the crowd was way into and they were way over. So we're hoping that that goes well for them. I myself, like I said, I'm I I, I mentioned it before in earlier episodes. I want to see Colin Cassidy get over because a those two together are amazing. The chemistry is ridiculous, and b his mother actually works at my daughter's school. So hopefully. I can get him on the show. Maybe. And it seems like uh, Nakamura has landed. Yes, the man is here in the States and is preparing to start his training process in NXT Performance Center, in the WWE Performance Center. So stay tuned on how that's going to uh, go. Hopefully we don't see any injuries coming his way. There was uh, a telling in which he mentioned it was upsetting for him that Daniel Bryan did retire because he was one of the reasons why he came to WWE. So it's unfortunate that he makes his arrival and Bryan retires. On a side note about the uh, Titus O'Neil thing, it seems as though that uh, Dave Batista had made a mention saying that he reached out to Titus, telling him that you might, it might be better for you to request your walking papers. You know what? I'm, I'm, I don't, I don't object to that. I really don't. I don't object to it because I think it's a big disrespect that occurred to him. And I think that even though if he doesn't want to pursue wrestling anymore, maybe this might be a rap or whatever he wants to do. I think the guy is headstrong enough, is smart enough, and has the ability to do big business elsewhere. Like I said, if it's not wrestling, it'll be in something else. He's a he's 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 a pioneer and champion for a lot of causes, and he's a good representation for that. So. You know, I, I don't. I don't see a bad thing. MVP also made the same comment. He said, "You know, there's life after WWE. There's life after the E." So, uh, you know, let's see. I, I, I think that um, 
I think that there there there's some validity in that. He should he should make a he probably look into something like that. All right, guys. So that's bringing us up to halftime. Uh, just make sure that you guys once again check us out on all our social media websites: Facebook, Snapchat, Twitter. Uh, hear all that. You're, gonna, you're gonna hear all that at the end of the show. Right now, we're getting into a little rapper life. I'll be going into halftime. R a p p a l i f e. Check it out. See you in a minute. out the show this week uh, it's funny because you know, now that we have the closing of football you know sports are going to be a little bit a little bit less to talk about until baseball and basketball and hockey all start rolling all into one so um, I'm going to try my best to do a show every week but you know 
Maybe even be better because I could do like quick snippets, get it together, boom, boom, bam, throw it out there. But if not, uh, hopefully you guys uh, stay aware of what's coming down for next episode. I'll make sure to let you guys know when an episode will be coming out. Uh, I won't be. I, it won't be like anything that I'll be missing uh, more than two weeks. I'm trying to stay on on pace with that. Plus, you know, still got wrestling, still got you know UFCs and MMAs about to pick up a little bit more. So I'm gonna be more on that. And uh, yeah. So keep an eye out for when next episodes of TRSS will be coming down, as well as more interviews and more intermissions coming on YouTube. So to close out this week's show, like I said, this is the time for lovers. It's what it is. It's time for people to be together and show how much they care and, you know, go out there and buy the edible underwears and Go out there and buy dinner and, and and chocolate and all that. And the one love that I want to share with you guys is my love for sports. Yep, that's it. My love for sports. Recently single, my Valentine's Day will be most likely boring. Probably sitting in front of the TV just watching sports and playing video games. I, I also plan on maybe... Maybe uh, sliding into some ladies' DMs, if you know what I mean. And it's not it's too much Matt creep mode. Now, but I just want to explain my love for sports. I picked it up when I was a uh, when I was a kid. I had to be around eight years old. My uncle, who you know these days well, we don't really speak as much, and haven't done hasn't been much better part of my life for quite some time. They Two saving graces I could say that he instructed in me in life was the love of wrestling and the love of sports. Uh, I became early, early on a big football fan. That was my first love. Football has been been number one in my life for years, and uh, everything else, uh, baseball, hockey, and all that. Just it, it just it just brought me to you know make connections with so many people in my life. Uh, there was one individual in my life uh, who I consider one of my brothers, my my big brother, uh, my, my my boy Dobie, who I'm the godfather of his son, was one who really introduced me to an opening world of different sports. For instance, hockey. I I knew of hockey. You played it, you know, intramurally in in school, but it was. It was him who showed me how the rules were, what it's about, you know, the pacing. It was it, my eyes were, were, were open when it came to hockey. And to this day, I can sit there and watch a hockey game while a lot of people are sitting there not knowing what the hell is going on, and I'm yelling, "Fucking icing, motherfucker!" Or oh, "That's a high stick, you bitch!" And like, you know, I could just oh no, no, no. <laughs> but you know, there's uh, you know, there's other things that intertwine with that as well. And it wasn't that we also watched it. We also played it, you know. Those are things that we did on the na- in the neighborhood. We played football all the time, played softball, played baseball, basketball, and such. We we learned from each other. Guys in our neighborhood, we 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 learned sports from each other, and we played and we went at it. We we, we argued about it. We went tit for tat about who's better. Uh, Hakeem Olajuwon's better than Patrick Ewing. Uh, Barry Bonds is better than. Uh, uh, Jose Canseco. It was we 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 had all these arguments, 
And it helped us to appreciate and love What we call sports And if there's nothing that I can have a Valentine's Day And give a card to If there's anything out there that I can give My sincerest love And possibly edible underwears to It would be the sports want to thank you guys for being a part of the regular season sports as once again big shout out to all you guys who have been listening and downloading big shout out to my boy joey g my man from work who has been consistently asking me telling me yo when the next episode's coming out yo send me a link i don't have social media i hope i sounded like you uh Joey G, uh, like I said, my man Javon Lewis, he was always consistently downloading and, and, and giving me insight of what he's been listening to. Uh, you guys have been awesome as much as, as well as the other people who have been, who have been downloading and listening to us. Remember, get us on ragework.net as well as on iTunes and Stitcher. Make sure that you look up, uh, my, my take radio and then we'll be right there with Ray, uh, with the regular season sportscast. You'll find us there. Get us on Facebook, regular season sportscast. Get us on Instagram, the, uh, regular season sports. Get me on Twitter, RWJ Santee and, um, Snapchat as well. Get me at Waterbed Red as well as on the YouTube page. Subscribe to the regular season sportscast. All right, guys. Like I said, enjoy. Whatever Valentine's Day shit you got going on. Uh, hopefully, somebody's getting laid. Don't get nobody pregnant. That's all I'm saying. I, I mean, you know, make sure that you have the pregnancy test uh, ready for the next day. Or if not, get the 72 hour pill, whatever works for you. And uh, enjoy what it is. It is to be love. Laters. Oh, no. She wasn't ready. Mayday, 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 Mayday. Season sports game. The regular season sports cast. Yes.